I don't know if you recognise anybody up there, but that photograph's nearly 50 years old. It's taken off a photograph behind glass, so it was a little bit difficult to get it. Okay, we right? Okay. About four weeks ago, Margot and I were talking about a girl that she grew up with, went to school with, and uh, that girl came to our wedding. And without letting us know that she was coming to the wedding, she brought a horse. And uh, she said, I've got the horse done up. Would you mind sitting on the horse and it can take you to the waiting white Rolls Royce and you can go to the reception from there. Her name was Rosmond. That was uh, four weeks ago, Margot and I were talking about her. And then two weeks ago, we got a message from my son who said, Dad, a Rosmond in England has got in touch and she said she's been wondering what happened to mum for the last 46 years because after the wedding we didn't see her anymore and so I got in touch with Rosman and, and had a great chat and so the relationship has gone on again just wonderful and that was through Facebook and I started to wonder about people that I had known for a lot of years but wondered what happened to them and uh, I thought I wonder what happened to the first couple that I married in Lismore in 1988 and I uh, got on Facebook found out the name got in touch saw the website or saw Facebook and uh, I wrote to them and I said, it's great, I've just looked at Facebook and you said that your husband has had a major operation and that he's recuperated and he's lost 10 kilos. I said, that is just fantastic, I hope it goes on like that. And she got straight back to me and she said, Steve, thank you very much for your message but Fred has had a relapse of the cancer and it's gone around all of his organs and whatever and he hasn't got long to live but we appreciate your message and next time when you phone, I'll be able to set things up so that you can look at him and talk to him because he's 24-7 in, in a bed. And so uh, there he goes. And, and so uh, I don't know about you, but I don't know what it's like when you hear that somebody is on their deathbed or they're in terrible situations. And for them, it's almost like being on a deathbed. And you wonder, what will I say to this person? What are some words? Because there are cliches we use and they just don't go over well. And I imagine what would I be like if I could hear that person saying back to me the words that I'm saying to them now. Would it make any sense? Would it be realistic? And, and so uh, I've thought of, uh, about that and just being realistic and uh, wondering how do we cope with those sort of tragic situations and what are our responses to it, particularly to people that we know who are going through situations. And I remembered uh, the, uh, the Apostle Paul who was in prison. And Paul, in his spare time in prison, would write letters. And so one of the letters he wrote was to the Philippians. And uh, I thought, now here's some wise advice here. And uh, thinking about Paul's life and what he had gone through, if you go to 2 Corinthians 6 and 2 Corinthians 11, you'll see all of the things that Paul went through. And uh, I thought, man, they're tragic situations. They're like hopeless situations, very hard to deal with. And so I went back to his letter that he wrote to the Philippians and he says this, I'm not saying this because I am in need for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in, or in want. And Paul says here, I have learned. 
It wasn't a cerebral exercise. It wasn't an intellectual thing. He said, I have learned through all the experiences that I've been through how to reach that place of contentment, how to reach that place of joy, how to reach that place where I feel okay about things. And so uh, looking at that, I thought, well, here is something that you just can't walk around and have declarations about. But Paul said, I've been through a lot of things and I have learned how the secret, he called it the secret of that place of contentment. And so there is a place that actually exists. It's not just in the mind, but Paul says there is a state of being called contentment and I have found that place and there's a secret way of getting there. And so he's just not talking about pie in the sky stuff. He's not talking about kesara, sarah, whatever will be, will be, and uh, saying suck it up or it'll be all right, mate. He says there is a place, there is a place, there is a secret place of contentment. And so... He goes on here and he says in verse 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And so we speak a lot today about declarations and uh, what Paul is talking about here can to us sound like a declaration and we use declarations but I don't think that we use them the way that we need to use them, particularly this scripture here. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, I can walk around the house all day long giving that declaration. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can win the Samson challenge. I can do it. I can do it. Rovers will win Prems this year. Rovers will win Prems this year. Rovers will win Prems this year. Okay, maybe Ganella Bar will be second. But Rovers will win this year, or I can do this job, I can do this job, I can get this job. It's a positive declaration, but that's not what Paul is talking about. He says this, when you read between the lines, he says, I can, but really, I can't. I can't. I can, and God says, no, I'm talking about you can't. I can't, no, I can't. I can't but he can. I can't, but he can. I can't, but he can. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ, who strengthens me, who gives me his power. There is a place, there is a way getting to that place, the secret place where Paul says, I realize that I can't, but he can. And there's this great mystery that happens where he gives me his strength. And when I just release it to him, I can, I can't, but he can. When he gives me his strength, I can do it through him. I can do it through him. And the question is, have I found that place? You see, we can get so anxious about things that we can try to make things happen, try to make it happen. We can lie about things, we can fudge things, we can just force things, but God says, you need to realize that you can't, but I can through you when I give you my strength, then you can do all things that way. Question this morning is, have you found the secret place? Do you know the way in? It's not a big secret. It's not a big secret. Paul has just told us, I can't, but he can through me with his strength. That's a pinch of salt. 
That's a pinch of salt. 